What's up, baseball family? This is Brig and Brad with the Baseball Together podcast. Uh, we dance to the music that we play. So if you're wondering why I'm laughing, is because Brad didn't stop dancing. And that's, I think, amazing. Anyway, we're excited that you're here. We're excited to be here with you on our Thursday Night Live during the World Series. And it's happening literally as we speak. It is the bottom of the fourth with one out. Houston currently leads two runs to one and uh, they're in Philadelphia in the powder blue unis might I add thank you for that Philly by the way yeah that's exactly what we needed and guess what we all knew we needed it this is not a new thing that's right we need it more often yeah it's really great um how are you tonight Brad I'm doing pretty well how are you this evening Brig pretty pretty good overall I'm doing pretty well Good. I'm glad. the The main current event that we have to talk about is that the World Series is is happening still, and that's relevant because it has gone now into the fifth game. And uh, so a lot of people didn't even think that was going to happen <laughs> <laughs> to begin. Yeah, yeah. From the yeah. start of the series, yeah, I'm sure there were a lot of people. But then I think once the Phillies won the first game, it was like, okay, it'll go at least five. Wait but, a minute. Yeah. But then the thing that's that is crazy though to me is that it has been just back and forth every single game. Totally. Right? Like I mean, let's just get into game three because that was a whole yeah. thing. Right? Game three was a whole dang thing, dude. It was a whole dang thing. And the thing that's funny is that there's always at least one game that has that's a whole dang thing uh in the World Series. And so for us it was game three this year with yeah. Chris uh, no, not sorry. Not Christian Javier. He's that's game four with yeah. um I'm drawing a blank, Brig. Lance McCullers Jr. Lance McCullers Jr. the third was tipping his pitches. Apparently. <laughs> he was. It's very clear if you look at the video evidence. It is. And you his know his leg kick funny? and his gloves are is it are at different levels. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. And it's it is it's funny to me because after Bryce Harper hit his home run, right, they showed him go down in the dugout, and then Alec Bohm was on deck, and he called him over, and he said something to him. And that's yep. when I was like, he's tipping his pitches. That's yep. got to be it. Because Bryce Harper swung without a doubt on that first pitch and just crushed it. And it was just exactly where he thought it was going to be. He was sitting oh, yeah. on just down down in the middle, and it was fabulous. Yeah. And I you loved know what? It. Like, I feel like – Especially on the first pitch of an at bat, a pitcher can groove a pitch like that and get away with it. Especially in the in the what was that the second inning, first in, in the first inning like that. Yeah, because yeah. guys are taken on the first pitch a lot of the time. Right, but that's also why I tell I tell the kids on our baseball team I say don't take on the first pitch, be up there ready to swing because that might be the best pitch you see all at bat. Yep, right. And at this level, that is the best pitch you see all at bat. Most of especially early on in the game, absolutely. You be get ready to one swing. chance. Yeah, you yeah. get one. Yeah. yeah, so I think Bryce Harper obviously picked up on something very early, right? Yeah. Went out there, knew what it was going to be, saw where it was going to be, and there yeah. was it was just right right there for him. So then, like I said, he whispered that to Alec Bohm, and Alex, Alec Bohm won't tell anybody what he said to him. He says, that's between mm-hmm. us, which is fine. I don't expect it's... him to go out there and be like, he told me he was yeah, tipping no. his pitches. No. Like, don't do that. But, sorry, I'm watching the Schwarber bet. But, like, yeah. I was, like, so sure that that's what was going on. I was like, he's got to be. He's got to be tipping his pitches. And I don't have a chance to watch these games close enough 
to figure right. out exactly what's going on, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> I wish I did because, man, if I'd have been, if I'd have had a chance to sit down and really study the game and watch it, I'm sure I would have been able to pick up on it because that was pretty crazy to watch. It was crazy. The whole game was crazy, and then at one after the other after the other, and the the most um, interesting part was that they shut out Houston. Yes, right? Houston, they did. He did. They didn't have any production almost at all. The whole game they had five hits is all right all game long mm-hmm. and t- so i was astonished the whole time like i said uh, it was for different reasons very exciting especially if you're a phillies fan right if you're yeah, an very excited this Philly. was devastating just devastating but they got it was and this is one of the things is it was interesting to me that all five all seven runs came off five home runs i believe that that there that they said that was the first time that's ever happened in the world series right yeah that, yep. that anybody's hit five home runs in a game, which makes sense. Um, Alec right. Bohm, his home run was the 1,000th home run in World Series history, which feels low, but if you think about it, small ball wins the World Series, not home runs. Bingo. And they had runners on for those, some of those home runs. Right. So yep. because of their small ball opportunities. Yeah. I was yep. really surprised that they pulled Ranger Suarez after five innings. I thought well, they were going to leave him in like, longer. He'd only thrown like 70 pitches, something like that. 76. Yeah, he threw 76 pitches through five innings. And I thought, oh, no, that's it. Here we go. That's going to yeah. be the undoing. And then Houston's going to have a chance to come back because of Philly's bullpen. And maybe this is where they start to show the shaky bullpen they've had all season. But uh, no, that's absolutely not what happened. We had Connor uh, Brogdon went an inning. We gave up one hit is all. Kyle Gibson, one inning, one hit. Nick Nelson, one inning, no hits. Andrew Bellotti, one inning, no hits. They collectively threw a 0-0-0 ERA, for those of you with your uh, math calculators out or whatever. <laughs> As opposed to reading calculators. Yes, very good. Shut up, Brad. <laughs> <laughs> but but this, is, this is the other thing, too, though, is that the Houston bullpen did not give up any additional runs. Ryan Stanek came Correct. in, pitched two-thirds of an inning, got out of it, and then they had Jose Urquidy come in, and he went the rest of the way, and he didn't. He only gave up one hit Yep. in three full innings of work. So I feel like that actually, like I feel like Houston, although their bats were dead, their pitching was not after they got to the bullpen, and that really carried over into game four. Like huge. Big time. They were huge. It's one of those things where you get the you get the rock rolling over the cliff and then it just goes. I feel like yeah. the by the time they got into game four, that rock was like half a mile down and a mile and a half long slope. <laughs> <laughs> They're just mowing them down. Well, let's talk about game four because game four was astonishing in its own right. So Houston gets shut out in game three. Philadelphia gets shut out in game four, and Houston pitches a combined no no. I mean, so, that's huge. It is huge. And for those of you keeping track at home, that's only the second no-hitter thrown in World Series history. The other was Don Larson's uh, perfect game. I believe yeah. it was 1959. Um, and so it, it's a huge deal. And granted, like we, uh, I mean, I, personally, I always discount and maybe even the Royal We discount the collective no-hitter because you could you could trot out nine pitchers and throw a no-hitter pretty easily, I feel like relatively yeah, it's, easily it's right. much easier 
than throwing, you know, a complete game no hitter. Yeah, by yourself and throwing 150, 160 pitches in the process. Right. Yeah. But at the same time, though, I do feel like it is impressive in the World Series, especially because yeah. of the level of competition. I mean, right. this this wasn't the Royals. This wasn't the A's, the Tigers, you know, the yeah. Tigers. Yeah, it wasn't any of those guys. This is the Philadelphia Phillies who made it to the World Series and are incredibly hot right now. And then all of a sudden, they were ice cold for a night. Yep. It's it's crazy, man. Because those guys, it was like the at-bats I saw against Houston in Game 3 made sense, but you could see the pitchers were battling, right? Everybody was in in on the fight. I didn't mm-hmm. get that same vibe from the Game 4 at-bats. And maybe it's just me, but the Game 4 at-bats just looked had a more pitiful feel to them than the the Houston at bats in game three did. Right. No, I absolutely I absolutely agree with you one hundred percent because Nick Castellano specifically late in the game, like he just kind of like fanned his bat at a couple pitches. Right. Right. Like there was it was not a competitive swing. It wasn't an aggressive swing. He just kind of fanned it out there at three balls out of the zone. They were sliders that that broke out of the zone in a row. And each time it was just kind of you know throwing his bat. And so yeah. I feel like there was, I do feel like there was a lot of that though. In yeah. Game three. And I don't know if, or game four, sorry. And I don't know. Game four or four. I don't know why they come out flat. I don't know if the rain delay or the, the missed game on Monday messed anything up, right? Because they're supposed to play game three on Monday night on Halloween, but they got rained out and ended up having to move that to, to Tuesday. And then game four was Wednesday. And now that's why Thursday was supposed to be an off day. We're playing game five tonight. So I was talking to a fan, a Houston fan about this on Instagram. And uh, my position remains firm, man. If you're a pro, you know, you got to be able to hang in there with those delays and those postponements and things like that. That's part of it. It is part of it. I'll read you exactly what I said. Um, I just said, like, these seemingly minor details, minor adjustments make all the difference. And that's what separates guys who are good in a groove Versus guys who are just playing good, right? And and I don't want to say that. And I told him this. I, this that, I don't think that summarizes the series. Versus, you know, these guys are just playing good, or this group of guys is just playing good when they're in a groove. I don't think that's what's happening. I think that's what happens throughout the season. So we right. get to see evidence of that truth. Um, but this is the fun part about baseball. It's these nuances. It's mm-hmm. these these difficulties. These unexplainable phenomena that are. Mm-hmm that are like wild. Like why does one day pushing it a, a, around have that big a difference? Yeah. And I think part of it has to do with pitching. Um, you get, you get pitchers that like you can, you're able to shuffle around your pitching rotation a little bit more. Um, I feel like Houston had a little bit more of an advantage going into the ALCS over the Yankees because of that. Hmm. Right. Because the Yankees had to like, their pitching rotation got messed up. But anyway, that's a whole thing that we talked about before. Yeah. But I do think it was interesting that the Phillies went with Noah Syndergaard tonight, though. Yeah. Because I felt like it because they went with Nola last night in game four, I thought they could have gone with Wheeler in game five. Yeah. And it makes sense to me to do it because then you've got Suarez in game six. Right. I'm not sure. Yeah. 
I don't know. But Phil, you know, Rob knows what he's doing. Clearly, he does. Yeah, Philly Rob. So does it's hard to question up. him. It's hard to question him too much, even though it doesn't make sense to us. And we've said right. that about Dusty Baker a million times. Like he doesn't change the lineup ever. Guys get in a slump, doesn't matter. You still lead off, right? Yeah, and that's that super old school too. Like super duper right. old school. Right. I guess not super duper, but it's old school these days. It's old school for sure. So yeah, I don't know. It's um, interesting. It's really interesting that they went with Syndergaard still to me because I feel like you definitely don't want to go down three two. And if you have a chance to go up three two, and then you start Syndergaard in game six, right? And then you have you got to go back to Houston. Right. Well, you've got Ranger Suarez ready to go in game seven. Yeah. And oh. at this point, we we're gonna need a game seven. Like it's incredibly possible. I think we could get there. I don't know if we will. The Phillies have got some work to do tonight still. Yeah. I think if the Phillies lose this one, I think it's done in six. And that's not yeah. because they're going back to Houston. It's because of momentum. <laughs> because, Brig, <laughs> we've seen to this point, home field has no bearing on this on this series. <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> Brad, Brad, you're just going to die on that hill, aren't you? <laughs> I will. Is that the Absolutely one die on that hill. Yeah, so much. <laughs> I even put it in my three takeaways last night after the game. I said yeah, the home did. field continues to have no bearing in the <laughs> World Series. It means nothing at all. I don't know, man. I don't know if I believe you. Both teams I... are one and one at home. <laughs> what more evidence do you need? You're just and so I'm, fun to poke. And I will go back to 2019 <laughs> for. Ever break you should the home team did not win a game in that series. Yeah, yeah, you should. You should and I will continue to give you opportunities to do just that. And I appreciate that greatly. <laughs> I truly do. <laughs> truly. So let's talk about this combined no-no run really quick because okay. I feel like it deserves a nod. So it began with Christian Javier. He went six innings. He threw 97 pitches over six innings and gave up not he gave up it was two walks he walked two guys got nine strikes that's good enough for a 0.71 era outing it's pretty good that's pretty good pretty good brian abreu comes in for an inning of relief doesn't get a hit no walks obviously rafael montero one inning of relief nothing happens one strikeout each a pair to the to uh to montero Ryan Presley strikes out one. The end. That's how they combine their no-no. Total pitches one forty-one. Three. I walks. think that's quite a bit still with a no-no. I mean, granted there were three walks, so that's going to up your pitch count a little bit. Yeah. But one forty-one in a no-no is quite a bit. I feel like. Yeah. But speaking of upping your pitch count with things like walks, fourteen strikeouts is going to do it. Yeah. Holy cow. Yeah, 14. At least the Yankees didn't strike out 14 times against them. Brady. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> no, we just struck out 11 times against the oh, the starting pitcher. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. yeah, there you go. Yeah, that's true. There's no true. saving grace in that, Brad. That's true facts. <laughs> true facts. Okay, let's talk about who's hot and cold right now. I'm, and yeah. Before we wrap things up, we'll give you an update on the game if you're not watching it, if you're watching us instead. And we greatly appreciate it if that is the case. Um, so the hottest guy right now, in baseball 
World Series and otherwise is Jeremy Pena. The dude could literally roll into a bowling tournament or throw darts or something and just dominate. That's what it feels like. I'll bet if he goes to trivia night. Yeah, if he goes to trivia night, he's a problem. You know, (laughs) he's just, he should buy a lottery ticket. (laughs) He probably should. He could quit baseball if that happened. What's it at? It's like over a billion right now, isn't it? Or did somebody? Yeah, exactly. No, he's he's phenomenal right now. Just phenomenal. So he going into going into game five. So through game four, he was five for why well, don't have my bats here? Five for seventeen. Yeah. Scored three runs, got two doubles, an RBI, one walk, five strikeouts. He's got a two ninety four average, like I said, going into tonight. But tonight he's got an RBI single and he's got a double and he's got a home run. Right. He drove in both runs for the Astros tonight. If I feel like if the Astros end up winning this series, it's got to be Jeremy Pena as the World Series MVP. Oh, no doubt about it. Zero question. How would you like that? Rookie campaign, NLCS MVP, very likely the World Series MVP. I mean, that's insane. I don't know. <clears throat> I don't know if I would love it or or be a little concerned because then it's like, where does he go from here? You know, it's a lot to live up to because your expectations are so high for him. And granted his regular season wasn't quite like this. I'm not saying he had a bad regular season, but it wasn't on this level because if it was, we'd be talking about him as a unanimous rookie of the year and not every, and people wouldn't be saying that it's Julio Rodriguez. Right. Yep. Exactly. So is he going to be like a Randy Rosarina type where he's like, really good during the regular season but next level great during the postseason maybe uh that's interesting because he did end up because he did end up winning the rookie of the year the year after that huge postseason run that he had right yeah exactly so i don't know it'll be interesting to see what happens to him next year who's cold brick tell me who's cold jordan alvarez is cold icy (laughs) cold Icy, dead body style cold like this guy. <laughs> it's so bad. He struck out four times this postseason. He's had 13 plate appearances over three games. This does not include tonight. And uh, he's gotten one hit. Yeah, it was a double. It, was, it wasn't yeah. until yesterday, until game four, he got that double in the first inning. Yeah. And when he and I think it's I do think it's funny he's got, he got a lot of credit for that hit by pitch when the bases were loaded, but like yeah, that's what you're doing when you're in a slump though. You're just trying to do anything to get on base. Yeah, right. Yeah, totally. <laughs> you can't to blame the guy, there, but maybe just a little bit. I I, yeah. I give him credit. Like it, it was yeah. a smart at bat. He's got the bases loaded. He's struggling to hit, so he's got to do yeah. something to get that run in and get things rolling. I agree. He got it done, but. Yeah, no, that, I feel like that was the typical slumping thing. Yeah, that a guy would do. So, this is the Alvarez, worst time ever to slump. It's, it is, but he hasn't. Awful. He's he. The thing with him that I noticed is that he really cooled off, even after um, after the division series against the Mariners. Yeah, was yeah, that against right. the Yankees? He wasn't. He wasn't. Well, he was against Seattle, and. No kind of expected it to happen against Seattle because he is a Mariner killer. And there are certain guys who are right. Everybody has their kryptonite. Like Mike Trout is the guy for the angels. Jordan Alvarez is the guy typically for the Astros against the Mariners. And 
so I guess this year against the Angels, it was like either Julio Rodriguez or Jesse Winker, depending on your yeah. perspective. But right. but Jordan Alvarez, even against the Yankees, was not dominant. Um, because he was he was three for fourteen with one RBI and a double. Wow. Three walks and six strikeouts. Hmm. So after being the hero in that division series, he's, and it was even after game two, cause he didn't do anything in game three against the Mariners. Right. None. He had like six at bats and didn't do anything. Yeah. So I don't know if there's, if there was like some tape on him after that first series, the team saw and they've been able to shut him down, but it's been interesting to watch how that, how that's happened since then. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. But the hottest guy for the Phillies right now is Bryce Harper undeniable and part of that i give a lot of credit to him on a a leadership aspect because of his role in game three right yeah with whatever it was he said to alec Baum, and then continuing to lead that that dugout but he has been three four 14 so i guess not like red hot but he's got a home run couple rbis a stolen base couple walks the things but that makes is, Bryce Harper hot is at big moments. Yes, he hits. He the gets it done when it when it needs to get done. That's the thing about Bryce Harper right now. That's why it feels like he's red hot. Well, and the thing too is, I feel like if the Phillies come back and win this series, it's going to be because Bryce of Bryce Harper's contributions that he's going to be the spark on the gasoline that gets these things gets things going and really turns this team around. And speaking of which, he just smoked a ball into right field. Oh, that's going to be a double. Yep, that's two. Yeah, so oh, Kyle Tucker fumbles it. Kyle Tucker muffs it out in right field. That's why. Yep, he probably would yeah. have been a double anyway, but that was an easy stand-up double at that. Maybe point. I don't know because Tucker can throw. He's so got he a might cannon have him at first, but yeah, I agree. But no, I think him booting that ball really helped Harper get to second base. And I think that's a big deal with two outs here. But who's after Harper tonight? Is it Costi? It's Castellanos. Yeah, let's talk about Nick Castellanos a little bit because, because he's cold. Yeah, because he's our next guy. Yeah, ice cold. Yeah, he's our next guy. He's ice cold. So he, in the last two games, let's just stick to the last two games. He's had one hit the last two games. If you include all four games of the World Series, uh, or excuse me, all three previous games, he's got three hits. That's it. So three hits coming in th- into the first three games of the World Series, that's just plain terrible. And he has struck out uh, two, four, five times. I've got eight strikeouts for Castellanos in the World Series. You do? Eight? Yeah, in the first four games. Yeah. Oh, that's terrible. It is. When we talked about his uncompetitive at bat in game four, right, at the end of the game, not a good look. No. Um, I will say for a guy who's struggling at the plate, he's really doing a great job in the outfield. I was agreed. Saved, I was just gonna say that. Saved game one, had a similar catch to start game four. Yeah. In the first inning. So I do think that he's like he's got the self awareness to be like, if I'm not contributing here, I've got to contribute somewhere else. Yeah, I totally right. agree. Yeah. So I think that he's been really good with that. So there's your hot um, and cold. Maybe we'll make that like a regular weekly segment. That's cool. We should hot do that. I like it. No so game five, what's your assessment of the situation right now in game five, Brad? I don't feel like this game 
obviously is decided either way. I think that it's still early enough. We're in the bottom of the fifth. 2-1 ball game. It's been back and forth. I mean, it's just yeah. been a couple of Jeremy Pena hits. Of course it has. Yeah. Of course, as you would expect. You got Bryce Harper ready to tie the game up on second base with Castellanos at the plate. And Justin Verlander, World Series Justin Verlander, could implode at any moment. Exactly. So you never know what's going to happen there. So I yeah. feel like as long as he's in the game, the Phillies are certainly still in this thing. Well, it's 88 pitches right now. 88 pitches, uh, five and two-thirds innings. So four and two-thirds. I think they're going to have him empty yeah, the four tank. And two-thirds. I wouldn't be surprised if they had him empty the tank. As, totally. long, as, Which, the, as long as the Astros have a lead, they're going to let him yeah. go because he can. He can eat some right. innings yeah. and give that bullpen a chance to rest. Well, and they need that, but so does Philly. Philly needs Verlander to be the guy on the mound right now. And they need yeah. him to be left in long enough to really get it, get to him. Yeah, because with a with a, an ERA above six in the World Series, you want that guy on the mound. Yeah. Which is weird He's, to say that you yeah. want Justin Verlander in the game as, as the opposing team. It's true. But of all the guys in the whole staff, he's probably the one. Yes, yeah. Starters, relievers, all of them. He's the guy that the Phillies I want on the mound. Absolutely. The whole staff. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's pretty crazy. interesting. Baseball's weird. Baseball's weird. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, there's the nuances, this unexpected stuff that you don't know. You, you, there's no way to predict baseball. There's it's impossible. It is it's so and hard. let's so let's get into our meaningless predictions, Brad, because what was your prediction? You said Philly or you said Houston in six, right? I said Houston in six, yep. Okay, I said Houston in five, and I well, lost. Briggs going to get a pie in the face. I'm definitely going to get a pie in the face. Brad might also Excellent. get a pie in the face. We got very well could. Because we both said if it fair. goes seven, you're you're getting one too. Oh, I thought that was going to be fair. Dang. Yeah. So I had I I I still feel comfortable with with the Astros and six. To be honest with you. Yeah. So it'll depend on how tonight goes, obviously, but it's really a, turning out to be a a pretty good prediction. It's headed that direction. It could be headed that direction. I don't want to say that it is, just because, like we said, it's impossible to predict. But yeah. Anyway, yeah. Let's go ahead and wrap things up so that these these people watching can go uh, can go, go watch back the watch the game. Yeah. Without us in that, without us in their ear. But baseball family, thank you for joining us tonight. Uh, don't forget to hop over to ChinookCedary.com to support the show and get the best seeds ever to support your mouth. Use code BTPod for ten percent off your order. And you can also like, subscribe, rate, and review the show. Let us know what you think about what we're doing. Subscribe so you don't miss a dang thing. That goes for the audio version of the podcast as well as the, the video version of the podcast on YouTube or Spotify. Spotify is doing oh, video yeah. podcasts as well these days. So they you get sure it there. are. Don't forget but, to jump on the shop as well at 9plusus.com. It's N-I-N-E-P-L-U-S-U-S.com, 9plusus.com, where you can get yourself some baseball things. <laughs> yeah, for those of you watching, I just pimped my baseball thing shirt. Um, for I should say, for those of you listening, anyway, baseball family, we love you. We're so excited that you're here. We're grateful for all the support you give us, and uh, we can't wait to keep bringing you awesome baseball stuff. Yeah, during the off season. Yep, and uh, don't forget to to join us on Tuesday morning when our very next episode comes out. We're not going to be live next week because the World Series will be over, but we're gonna be wrapping it up for you then. Thank <laughs> you.